Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today in Science from Wired. Are mass clinics the solution for COVID-19 vaccination? Megasites need a lot of personnel and pose problems of access and equity. But other vaccination campaigns might point us in the right direction. By Marin McKenna. This rollout of the COVID-19 vaccine is going badly, and delivering more doses faster is key to the 200-page White House COVID-19 plan that they released last week, just one day after President Joe Biden took office. And in this plan, it promises to vaccinate 100 million people in the new administration's first 100 days. And it lays out a bunch of initiatives to ramp up delivery, like maybe releasing almost all the doses or loosening the eligibility criteria, tuning up distribution and developing new packaging to preserve the temperature sensitive products that are shipped to more rural areas. And don't get me wrong, all of that's good. But none of it will be good enough unless those better-packaged and faster-delivered doses find their way into people's arms in a timely way. Now, the plan addresses that, too. It says the administration will put together these mobile vaccination vans, and they'll recruit pharmacy workers to give shots and increase support for state clinics and the federally qualified health centers that cover underserved areas. And the most critical provision is their promise to create 100 new vaccination sites backed by the Department of Defense and the Federal Emergency Management Agency. And those sites are supposed to be staffed by what the plan calls thousands of clinical and non-clinical staff and contractors, which is supposed to include federal agencies and public health service personnel. What the plan doesn't say explicitly is where or when or how big those federally supported sites are going to be. If we look outside the new government, experts are starting to talk about whether it's actually possible to create these mass vaccination clinics where thousands of doses can be delivered each day. Now, there's no question that mass sites could put the most shots into the most arms in the shortest period of time. But depending on where they are sited and how they operate, they may inadvertently exclude the people who need protection the most. Choosing whether to do mass vaccination is effectively a proxy for deciding national priorities. Whether to reach herd immunity quickly by vaccinating as widely as possible in order to suppress infections, 
or whether to focus on protecting the most vulnerable by targeting those first doses in order to reduce severe illness and hospitalizations and deaths. And while that conversation is urgent, it may also be, well, moot, because there might not be enough healthcare personnel to staff mass sites and keep them open for as many hours in a day and days in the upcoming months that we'll need. Mass vaccinating an entire population, that's an incredible challenge. But there are ways that it's less complicated, like in dose allocation and transportation or other logistics, than what a lot of the U.S. is doing right now by distributing doses through hospitals and pharmacy chains and supermarkets. See, Julie Swan is a professor and department chair of industrial and systems engineering at North Carolina State University. And she says, if we want speed, then the best way to do that is to stand up mass vaccination clinics, let's say 10 or 20 in a state, instead of the hundreds of locations that you have when you send vaccine doses to individual doctor's offices and hospitals and health departments. It's slower to roll vaccine out to priority populations than it is to mass vaccinate a lot of people. Now, that's not to say that mass vaccination is easy to organize or quick. And Julie says a glimpse of what's required can be found in plans for mass flu shot clinics that the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention compiled during the 2009 H1N1 swine flu pandemic. Having licensed healthcare workers present to give the shots is just part of this puzzle. Julie says you need people handling forms people doing orientation or giving instructions on the way out, and people handling data entry or medical records, supply managers, security, potentially translators, some emergency personnel, IT support. That's a lot. See, in 2009, the CDC forecast that a single clinic with four vaccination stations open for 16 hours a day, so that's two concurrent eight-hour shifts, could administer 120 vaccines per hour. That's about 1,900 a day, okay? It would take 58 workers per day to keep it running, and only eight of those would actually be administering vaccines. The rest would be managing the site and supplies. They'd be checking recipients for pre-existing conditions that might cause a reaction, check on them afterward, and handle the medical records. And that estimate doesn't even include translators or paramedics or tech workers who were assumed to be off-site but on call. And the throughput for a single COVID-19 vaccination site would be inevitably slower because recipients have to be monitored for at least 15 minutes after the shot to make sure they don't have one of those rare allergic reactions. And then they have to get their card and linked to the state's vaccine registry that records the doses manufacturer and the lot number. Last week, three public health scholars published a rough estimate of what a national effort would look like scaled up. Biden's goal of 100 million shots, and for simplicity's sake, we'll do 1 million per day for 100 days, would require at least 400 vaccination sites, each with 10 vaccination stations running 12 hours a day. That adds up to 184,000 people, 17,000 of them healthcare workers, and each clinic would need a staff of up to 220 people. Yeah, experts were skeptical that they could meet this personnel. And Jennifer Nuzzo says the workforce is a staggering need. She's a senior scholar at the Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security. And she worked with Thomas J. Boyke of the Council on Foreign Relations and also Prasith Bakum of the security consultancy IEM. And they figured out this personnel estimate. 
They based it on CDC planning documents and strategic exercises that several states had conducted for bioterror planning. There was a separate study published last year, and in it Jennifer says she found that most states had never planned for conducting rapid mass vaccinations against acts of bioterrorism, only for dispensing pills, like antibiotics to treat anthrax if needed. States were expected to plan for the Trump administration's never-filled promise of 40 million COVID-19 vaccinations before the end of 2020, but they didn't receive the appropriation to fund that work until December 27th. So that left them short on cash to fix the personnel problem. Jennifer says a number of states that we spoke to that had been thinking about mass vaccination, when we asked them where they would get staff, would say things like, we have a partnership with a visiting nurse service. Jennifer goes on to say, well, those are employees that have other jobs. Right now, they're really busy taking care of COVID patients. But let's be fair here. A few mass vaccination sites already exist in the U.S., like in several boroughs of New York City, six cities in New Jersey, and the San Diego Padres Petco Park. And since they started sending out vaccines on December 14th, there have been several days where the U.S. has topped more than a million shots a day. But those shot records share an underlying reality. The recipients of those shots were not only highly motivated to get vaccinated— They were already present at the vaccination location. Many of the earliest shots went to healthcare personnel at their workplaces. So it's possible that mass vaccination sites won't actually serve the purpose of vaccinating the most vulnerable. The elderly and chronically ill, they might not be able to stand in long lines or to drive to a queue in a parking lot. And essential workers outside of healthcare, like refinery workers and firefighters or supermarket cashiers, they might not be able to take hours away from their jobs. So instead, what we might need is a different model for mass vaccination, not devised in the U.S. for fighting the flu or bioterrorism, but practiced in other parts of the world for countering polio or measles, tropical disease, Like the ongoing polio campaign relies on mass immunization days where families bring children to designated locations. But then they follow up those days with mop-up days where teams of vaccinators trek through the neighborhoods, going house to house to actually track down any kids who may have been missed. For decades, the members of the international service organization Rotary International have been the main ground troops against polio, so they've amassed a fund of knowledge about how to administer vaccines successfully at scale, not only pushing out information and building enthusiasm, but also being sensitive to how far people are being asked to travel to get their doses. A vaccination site has to be in the immediate neighborhood, says Deepak Kapoor. Deepak has chaired Rotary's Indian National Polio Plus Committee since 2002, and he says we cannot expect a family, if they're on foot, to walk 15 miles to the nearest center and then walk back, maybe in the hot sun or maybe shivering in the wind. And let's talk about those mop-up days. Those days would require armies of volunteers, and they're only possible because each jurisdiction has mapped out every neighborhood, including precisely where every child lives. And that's a particular challenge in areas that might not have paved roads or predictable house numbers. And Rotary is now applying that knowledge to India's COVID vaccination effort, lending its army of volunteers to whipping up enthusiasm and managing crowds at clinics. 
So the same kind of effort might be necessary to get COVID-19 vaccination done in the U.S. Ranu Dillon says we need to proactively figure out who are the people who fit the eligibility criteria at a given moment, based on the supply available, and then implement multiple ways to get it to them, and really plan out how that's going to happen, down to a local level. Ranu's a physician and faculty member at Harvard Medical School. He studies the health systems of low-income countries. What this might mean, he says, isn't the kind of mega-site that fills up a county fairground, but a macro effort of micro-sites. Barbershops, produce markets, pop-ups, preceded, as the polio campaigns are, with promotion by volunteer neighbors to answer questions and allay concerns. Now, if we're totally honest here, that kind of mass distribution might not move the doses as fast as the White House's planned 100-day sprint, but it could solve the problems posed by that kind of sprint, like equity and access for the least mobile and most underserved. And like the polio campaign in India, there's a U.S. model for how that kind of door-to-door action could run, the U.S. Census. Dylan says, I work nights at the hospital. The census came to my house three, four times before they found me at home. Why can't that happen for the vaccine? Good question. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more science news at wired.com science. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.